So the, the first readings at this time are, are all from the section in the book of Hebrews that talks about Jesus Christ as the high priest. And this is particularly important for our understanding of the Eucharist because it ties together all of the, a lot of different things with the Eucharist. So to kind of use a contrast, uh, you can look at the, the Protestant reformers. Um, what all of the Protestant reformers did, starting with Luther and going onwards, was they all denied that the Mass was a sacrifice. That's why they started referring to uh, the Eucharist and the Mass not as the, the Holy Sacrifice, the Mass, and the, and the Eucharist, but rather as the Lord's Supper and Communion. They, they shifted the understanding of what the, 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 the Mass really was. And it's the book of Hebrews that highlights how they got it wrong. You see, the book of Hebrews talks about Jesus Christ as the high priest and his death specifically being the sacrifice for our salvation. But at the time of Jesus Christ, the cross looked nothing like a sacrifice. What was the cross? The cross was clearly a Roman execution. There was nothing about it that looked anything like a sacrifice. It didn't have anything to do with something priestly. It was an execution. And so how is it that the, the author of the letter to the Hebrews understood the cross as a sacrifice? Well, it's because he understood the unity of what we refer to as the, the Easter Triduum. That from the Last Supper all the way through the resurrection is, is one moment. It's, it's one thing. In fact, Jesus Christ speaks very often how he looks forward to his hour. Uh, at the wedding at Cana, he says, What is it to you and to me, woman? My hour has not yet come. And then right before Jesus starts the, the, the Last Supper, it says, when his hour had come. And then during the, the Last Supper, Jesus says, I've looked forward to this hour. And yet also he refers to this hour that he, referred, that he talks about all the way through his public ministry as when he will be lifted up or when he will be raised up kind of a play on words in Greek, where it could be in reference to his cross, when he is lifted up on the cross, or when he is raised up in the resurrection. And so for Jesus Christ, he sees the Last Supper, the crucifixion, and the resurrection as one single moment. It's one action. And we have to see it that way as well, if we want to really understand what the author to the letters of the letter to the Hebrews is talking about. You see, the letter to the Hebrews can talk about Jesus Christ as a high priest because they saw him offer the sacrifice at the Last Supper. That is when the ritual act happened. Right? What was the Last Supper? It was fundamentally a sacrifice of an unblemished lamb for the salvation of the people. And at the Last Supper, 
We see all of the normal things happening, except when the people would ordinarily have eaten of the flesh of the lamb, Jesus takes bread and says, this is my body. And that's when the rite, the, the sacrificial ritual, shifts and it becomes something new. And it's only if you understand that as not completing itself all the way until the resurrection that this makes sense. Otherwise, Jesus isn't a new high priest. He's a guy that ate the same Last Supper that all the Jews did. There's nothing special about him. He's, he's not a high priest. He's, he's actually not even a Levitical priest. Jesus wasn't the person who sacrificed his own flesh. He was the guy who got executed. But when you understand that all together, now it's Jesus Christ who instituted a new sacrifice, instituted a new liturgy, sacrificed his own flesh on the cross, and rose from the dead to destroy death forever. And if we don't understand all of those together, then we can't understand the, the, the letter to the Hebrews. Then also, that allows us to see the Mass in its fullness. That the Mass is not just a communal meal. It's actually a sacrifice that is offered once again. And uh, to, to tie it all the way back to the, the Protestant Reformers, uh, this was all very present in the early Fathers of the Church, but what the, the Reformers had to do is they began to just make claims about the, the Fathers of the Church in the early texts. Uh, of the church, and they just started saying, no, that was a medieval um, invention. That one wasn't really from the early church. Um, Luther himself wanted to get rid of the book of Hebrews. While he was cutting out all the other books of the Bible, he just said, you know what, let's get rid of Hebrews too. Basically, everybody said, no, 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 you can't get rid of the New Testament books. That's not okay. You've got to have some sort of basis for, for choosing to remove these things. Um, but it, it all ties together. And then now, there's been tons and tons of research about these early texts of the Fathers of the Church, and all the ones that Luther said, no, that's a medieval invention, it turns out that they're, they're all authentic texts. And so it's kind of like history has almost redeemed itself. And uh, we can now stand in that firm confidence that Jesus Christ is the new high priest, and he offers himself right here on this altar in his body, blood, soul, and divinity.